Are you ready, Ma and Teeny? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go to Miami. Miami. I know. I don't think. Well, we have been down there. We've been to Key Largo before. No, we have not. Did we go to Miami and Midnight Cowboy? Yes, we, we did. But Ma, Key Largo is the movie that you watched by yourself and always bring up on this podcast. So I guess Key Largo is episode 111 of Gone with the Bushes. <laughs> well, if you want to go to Miami, you can watch Key Largo. But this week we are doing Moonlight. Moonlight, 2016 Moonlight. Hmm. The particulars are in. Moonlight, it was had its premiere at on September 2nd, 2016 at the Telluride Film Festival and the United States premiere October 21st, 2016. Still both before the election. Screenplay and directed by Barry Jenkins, who also did Medicine for Melancholy, If Beale Street Could Talk on TV, Dear White People, and the upcoming Amazon Prime 11 episode series, The Underground Railroad, where he wrote and directed every episode. Oh, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. The story is by Terrell Avin, Alvin McCraney. As of July 1st, 2017, he is the chair of playwriting at Yale School of Drama. So he knows what he's doing. I guess so. Didn't you turn down Yale School of Drama? I did. I said, guys, I appreciate it, but. Thank you for the consideration. I appreciate the consideration. Give it to someone else who this guy. There's a guy named Terrell. He. Throw him a bone. Um, it's though he so he, he's written plays like in Moonlight, Black Boys Look Blue, Brother Sister Plays trilogy. He wrote the screenplay for High Flying Birds, which is on Netflix and was directed by Steven Soderbergh and David Makes a Man, and I think that's on HBO Max now. Um, music is by Nicholas Brittell. He also did The Big Short, Free State of Jones, Battle of the Sexes, Succession, If Beale Street Could Talk, Mm. Vice. He also produced the short film and feature film Whiplash. Whiplash was a good film. The director of photography is James Laxton. He also shot Medicine for Melancholy, If Beale Street Could Talk, An Adult World, edited by Nate Sanders who did Medicine for Melancholy, Hump Day, Your Sister's Sister, Short Term 12, If Bill Street Could Talk, and Just Mercy, and Joy McMillan, who also did Other Side of Silence, Lemon, American Woman, If Bill Street Could Talk, and Zola. It is starring as Young Chiron, a.k.a. Little, Alex Hibbert. He was also in Black Panther and The Shy. As Teen Chiron, Ashton Sanders, who is in The Equalizer 2, Native Son. He also played Riza in Wu-Tang, An American Saga. Travante Rhodes, who played adult Chiron, a.k.a. Black. He was in 12 Strong, The Predator, Bird Box, and the upcoming film The United States vs. Billie Holiday. 
Nerd alert. Wait, wait, wait. The middle dude, the middle one. Ashton Sanders. Yeah, he was in When when They See Us. No, that's we haven't gotten to him yet. Oh, you're thinking yeah. of Kevin. I'm thinking of Kevin. Apologies, everybody. Nerd alert. Trevante Rhodes won the gold medal at the Pan American Junior Athletics Championship in 2009 on the 4x100 relay team. Oh. Wow. Mm-hmm. He ran track at um, University of Texas. Oh, wow. Jaden Piner, he played young Kevin. He was in Boo and Feral State. Jarrell Jerome, that's who you're thinking of, okay. played teen Kevin. He was also in Sella, yeah, Sella and Spades, When They See Us, and the upcoming film Concrete Cowboys. And Andre Holland played adult Kevin. He was in The Nick, Miracle at Santa Ana, 42, Selma, A Wrinkle in Time, High Flying Birds, and the series Castle Rock. Naomi Harris as Chiron's mom. She's British, by the way. Yeah. She was in 28 Days Later, Miami Vice, Skyfall, Spectre, Black and Blue, and Street Kings. Mahershala Ali as Juan. He was in The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, House of Cards, Green Book, the third season of True Detective, and the second season of Rami. Janelle Monae as Teresa. She was in Hidden Figures, Welcome to Marwin, Harriet, and the upcoming films The Glorias and Antebellum. And Patrick DeSeal as Terrell. He was also in We Were Young and Broken Branches. Well done. Well done. Well, we start off with a song that I'm not going to name. And... We have uh, Mahershal Ali, and he is driving a big-ass Impala with a a crown on the dashboard. And he's got his do-rag on. He's got a cigarette in his ear. He has big diamonds in his ears. He stops on the street where he is obviously the, uh, the large dude in drug trade and he is checking on one of his street people. <laughs> I, I like the large dude in the street trade. <laughs> and there are kids running and you hear him say, get his gay ass. And this little boy runs into an abandoned building and kids are throwing stuff and trying to get in the door. And he is crying on the floor Then there is a loud knocking on that door and, you know, he's too scared to answer it. And you just see hands taking the ply board off the windows and it's Mahershala Ali. So he comes in through the window. What are you doing here, little man? Um, And then he sees that little man is scared and little man won't talk. So he goes, I'm about to eat something. Come join me if you want. Uh, Little man is quite distrustful. That's Chiron. And uh, Chiron, yes. And he and Mahershala Ali, I didn't know his name yet, was Juan, says you, you can't do worse than out here. So they're in like a diner type restaurant, maybe fast food. And Mahershala Ali's trying to get him to talk and little man isn't going to talk. And so Mahershala Ali says, I got to get you home. At which point little man pushes the food away because this is where I thought it was going to turn ugly right away. 
you know, like, was Mahershala Ali gonna, you know, um, you didn't have that thought when he was pulling the ply boards off of the thing and came in through the window and it's this little yeah. boy. Well, I was, I was scared of the whole situation and little man is like, uh, I'm not eating your food if you're wanting me to do something. So he goes, no, 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 no. I just got to get you home. And I apologize. Um, and Mahershala, goes, my girl going to make you talk. And they pull up at a nice house and there's Janelle Monet. And she gave him the biggest plate of mashed potatoes and fried chicken. Mm, and he had just good. eaten at the other place, and he is shoveling that food in. Um, and Janelle Monet was so patient and kind with him. She said, you don't have to talk till you want to. Um, he, they do get out of him. His name is Chiron. He's from Liberty City. He lives with his mama, and he doesn't want to go home. So they let him spend the night. And you see on Mahershala Ali's face that a relationship is already formed. Okay, next scene, he is heading home, and we see Mama in scrubs. And the boys chased him. I wrote down thanks. I don't know why. Um, and Mama's like, she, she's going, why didn't you come home? You usually take care of yourself. I was really worried. So right now, she's in scrubs. She's coming off her job. She looks all good. It's and, nothing like uh, you would have expected because you're thinking, oh, his mom's all strung out on crack. And then she comes up and she's in the scrubs. It seems to be started out with a weird accent that very quickly left. I don't, was yeah. I the only one who was like, what's going on here but quickly abandoned oh, i missed that well she's british she had to do american so but she was trying to do another like i wasn't sure it was just very just very much came in very hot and i was like what's going on here hmm. i'm gonna have to check that out again and uh so mahershala ali walks away uh, she didn't even thank him for you know, bringing her kid home, but then she might've been worried about, okay, so we get into more stuff. Uh, and then the mom goes, you're a real prize. But then she softens and says, I'm just glad you're home. Next scene, the boys are playing in a field. It looked like they had a newspaper soccer ball. Yeah. Something like that. And, um, He's not playing with the other boys, and he starts to walk home, and then his friend Kevin comes up. Well, they were playing a game that I don't know the real name of it. Is that what the game was? Because then we saw the ball. I forget what... I know what I know what the game was, and it was... I didn't think anything of it. It was just a name to me, but right. now in my... Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is yeah. horrible. So the yeah, game was, was a learning lesson. We used to play smear the queer, and that's yeah, yeah, horrible. Um, you have a football, and whoever had the football would run, and everyone else had to try to tackle them. And then right. as soon as you got tackled, then you threw the ball up. Somebody else would catch it, and then as soon as they picked it up, then they would run, and you would have to tackle them. So I'm sure that there is a name for that game. That Hopefully is <laughs> there is now a different name for it. Because that was, 
Okay. Um, they're walking home. Kevin has a scratch on his face. And little man, Chiron, is, is touching his face, looking at it. Um, and, and Kevin's like, why do you always let people pick on you? I know you're not soft. Show people you ain't soft. And so they wrestle. And um, Kevin goes, see you later. I knew you wasn't soft. So they have... They have a decent friendship, as much of a friendship as Chev. Chiron. Chiron. I'm going to call you Chevron. Chevron show? Has with anybody. Okay, Mahershala Ali pulls up to his house, and Chiron is in his yard, and he takes him to the beach. And when they're in the ocean, there's really cool violin music going. Hmm. And he's teaching him how to float out. In, and he says, let go, let go. You're in the middle of the world. He was so patient and kind and compassionate. And he was telling him how wherever you go in the world, there's always black people. Black people are always there. And how. Yeah, they... that was one of my quotables. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Ah. Uh -huh. Black no people were the first people on this planet. And he actually teaches him how to swim. Nerd alert. He actually was teaching the little actor how to swim. Oh. During that thing. Yeah, he didn't know how to swim. I read a, I heard in an interview with him, he was, um, they were like, did you, asking Alex Hippert, the little kid, they were like, do you know how like powerful that scene was going to be? And he was like, I didn't know it was going to be that big. Um, he was like, no, because when we were filming, a storm was brewing, a storm was coming in. And I barely knew how to swim, but I, so I had to learn in five minutes. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Really oh, that's so scary. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, and then Mahershala Ali is telling him, I was wild just like you. And he says there was a woman in Cuba, and she called me blue because she said in the moonlight, black boys look blue. But... Um, he said, you know, you, you can't take that from somebody else. At some point, you got to decide for yourself who you are going to be. And then he takes him home and he, he does a cool thing instead of just handing him some money because he knows the little boy needs it. He like does the, uh, you know, which hand has something in it. And he gives him some money and that was nice. Well, he goes in the house and mama isn't happy to see him. She has to hurry up and put away her drug paraphernalia yes unfortunately we were right it's like, and there's a dude in there and she's not a, she doesn't even say much to the little boy she just yells at the dude to get in here into her bedroom so that's what little boy has to take put up with the next day is school there's a music class <laughs> where they're dancing free form did you notice the little girl over by the mirror who wasn't looking at the mirror? No, I only noticed little because whoo, the the rug he was cutting. I noticed the one kid who wasn't moving at all, and I thought that was me. <laughs> me too. That's exactly where I, I was going. I noticed Chiron. I'm like, that's me dancing like no one's watching. <laughs> and tasty tidbit: they were dancing to a Janelle Monae song. Oh. Were they? I did not know that. <laughs> Um, well, we see Kevin. He has on a gold chain. Uh, Little walks in. There are other boys there. 
Then we go back home. <laughs> Just skip me over that. Okay. Well, wait. Yeah, there were other boys here. Go ahead. And anybody who wants to talk about what the boys were doing, go ahead and have at it. I'll just take a sip of my drink. They were, um, uh, it was show and tell. Evidently, the boys. boys do this. Who knew? I didn't know. It, it, it tracks. It, it really it tracks. Does track. It does. What does yours look like? I don't know. Somebody said mine looked like a peanut. I don't see a peanut. Okay. <laughs> Yes, I skipped it. So he's at home by himself, and in order to take a bath, he has to heat water on the stove. I was so afraid he was going to burn himself. He had a good technique, though. He did. Um, I, I have more on that later. Okay. Then we cut to Mahershala Ali. He's checking in on his business, and he's upset because right down the street, customers are lighting up where... Um, illegal paraphernalia is being sold. So he walks over there and it's little uh, Chiron's mom is in the car um, smoking crack and he drags her out of the car. She and is he's who yelling we at thought her, she was. And she yells right back at him. She goes, oh, you're going to raise my son now? Because um, you're selling me these rocks. I could get it somewhere else, but no, I'm getting it from you. So you're going to raise my son when you're selling me these rocks that are making me a horrible parent? And then she starts talking about, you know, watch the way that boy walks, you know? You going to tell him why the other boys kick his ass? So we're back home with Little and Mama, and they are, they have a staring off con. Is this when she in... She is screaming at him, but there's no sound on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know what she says because of the next scene. Okay. We're at Mahershala Ali's house, and there's knocking on the door. And Sharon is back, and he's back in his silent mode. And um, oh, they have such a good relationship. And um, Mahershala Ali is teaching him life skills. Don't sit with your back to the door. Not in this house. And he goes, I saw your mom last night. And Lil says, I hate her. Herschel, he says, I hated mine too, but I miss her like hell now. Then Little says, what's a faggot? And I wrote, if you don't have tears in your eyes, you're dead. Well, that's what his mom was yelling at, yelled at I him. I know, but when he's saying, what's a faggot? It was just so sad. Um, and Herschel Ali did great. I mean, what what would you answer? He says it's a word um, used to make. Uh, 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 yeah. Hold on, let people... me Google it. <laughs> it's a word to make gay people feel bad. Which nailed it. it. Oh, mm -hmm. My God, thank you, Mahershala. And then little guy goes, "Am I a faggot?" And he go, and Mahershala goes, "No, you might be gay, but." You are not a faggot. Don't let people call you names. And you know what? You'll know when you know. It, you don't got to know that right now. Then little man says, do you sell drugs? Oh, and there's a oh, long... But this is what I was like, he is asking the all part hitting questions as he a kid. He is indeed. <laughs> well, just skip. Well, it's so sad because he, he knows there's not a Santa Claus already. That yeah. was... Yeah, you know, so he has to he has to skip. To, these are the hard hitting questions in yeah, his childhood. No, yeah, and finally Mahershala Ali says, "Yeah," and little guy goes to my mom, 
and he leaves. And Mahershala, he has tears in his eyes. Oh, I can't believe people didn't cry. Okay. I now, did the first time. I went a- down a fan fiction hole. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> There's a hole. I don't know. I was like Googling fat. I was going to, I just typed in Moonlight movie. I was F-A. And it said fan fiction. And I was like, well, let me go ahead and click on that. And there was a whole story about um, Chiron. uh, Like, he goes to, he's with Juan and Teresa on Christmas. And, like, um, you know, talking about him knowing Santa Claus isn't real. And they, like, asked him what he wanted for Christmas and, like, in his like mind he like sees a barbie doll in the other room but he was like a basketball because he knew that he wouldn't get made fun of for having a basketball and then um on christmas morning he goes down and there's two presents and they were like oh they're both for you one of them's a basketball one of them's a doll that was a sweet story your husband used to play with barbie dolls more than aaron ever did Mm-hmm. But he was mostly obsessed with her high-heeled boots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he loved her high-heeled boots. Uh, I hate to tell you, she didn't have anything else on but the <laughs> But, okay. <laughs> so the, we go to a black screen, and then we come back, and we have a teenage... Chiron. 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 I thought it was Chiron. Chiron. It is. <laughs> it's a long say, note. Nobody was me yeah because then i thought i was wrong so he's in some class probably science or math or something and a dude in class calls him out and everyone is staring at him because of course nobody says hey dude that's not cool um, because this guy must rule the whole school. Well, I think it, it isn't. It's it's it isn't so much that the kids are like, "Whoa!" It's that this this kid is that bad. Where it's just yeah. like, man, I he it's oh his beam is on you now. Like yes. the the school yes. doesn't have enough juice to eventually all come together. It's gonna take everyone coming together to get rid of this dude. Yes. Yes. Because there is a scene where he's walking by people just hitting stif- stuff out of their arms for for absolutely no reason, but because he's that bad. Okay, so, uh, uh, and this dude, what, Terrell? What's mm-hmm. his name? Terrell. Terrell is going after school. I'll be waiting for your ass. Um, so, Sharon Sh- is walking, and um, Kevin comes up. And starts talking to him about having sex in a stairwell with a girl. That happens a lot. Okay. Like, um, I do like know. in real life? In elementary school? I do school? know that uh, I have a friend who was a counselor in a middle school. And she said there used to be girls uh, servicing boys all the time in the stairwells. Or giving oral sex all the time. <laughs> well, so I got anyway, it from the servicing, but... Just it's well. Just think they were giving him an oil (laughs) change. Well, they might have been, and um, so Sharon is like, you know, he he's like, damn, 
And uh, that, the reason that comes up is because Kevin is in detention after school and Chiron just isn't, Chiron just isn't even walking home yet because he doesn't want to get beat up by Terrell. But Sharon does walk home and he gets home and mama is high and she goes, oh, no, 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 no. You can't be here tonight. I got some, you got to find somewhere to be because I got someone coming over. So he goes to Juan's house. I would have stayed at Juan's. But I guess he has to look out for his mom. Um, and um, Teresa, Janae Monell, is she, like, um, Mahershala Ali is giving him lifeless. Jeez, what we, did I do? We are just butchering people's names on this show. I Jeez. didn't do Janelle Monet. You no. said ja, ja, <laughs> He said Jamel. Jamel Monell or something. <laughs> I, I heard it, but I did it. Okay. Anyway, so people listen to me. Don't Jemay pay attention. To Don't look behind Jemay the curtain. Monell. So Mahershala Ali is giving him life lessons in how to stay alive. And Janelle Monet is giving him life lessons of how to be polite in her home. And so she says, uh, all love, all pride in this house. Because she doesn't like how he's always looking down. I like that. Yeah. And he actually speaks and says, thank you, Teresa. I mean it. And he's spending the night there, and she's helping him make his bed because I, I don't even know if he has a bed at home to make. In the morning, he goes back, and Mama's high whoa, again. Whoa, and Mama, whoa, 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 Juan's not there. He's yeah, Juan is gone. Juan is gone. He's gone home to the great Wait. home in the sky. Yeah, because Juan they're making the bed. Where do you live? Juan is dead. Yes, when he's a teenager, he had, he had died a few years earlier. They don't say how, but you they kind don't of talk assume about it. You just had to. Yeah, and and she and they and they, like they mention it a couple of times. I have a whole nerd alert about it. Go ahead, because I that went right by me. He uh, doesn't show. I mean, he doesn't show up in the movie again. Yeah. It was just, I mean, they were talking to Barry Jenkins. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yes. Not- <laughs> About how, like, they, um, like, he doesn't show up in the second part of the film. And he, like, talked about how he wanted to, like, he th- like, they, they did a couple things to try to, like, talk about why. I don't know. They, like, played around with a couple things to, like, address it. But, like, none of it felt genuine or something like there was like originally a scene where they were making the bed Janelle Monet and uh Chiron were making the bed and they were like Juan is gone and it just didn't feel like right so they just you just had to they and he said he wanted it to be like like the audience to deal with it like Chiron would have to deal with it in real life with like the realization that he's just not there anymore and he doesn't yeah. you know understand why really me either so probably um excuse me i'm gonna have to cry again so um evidently it was a a drug thing that went bad or he was killed by police or something yes i mean all of those 
probable or he could could have been a car accident yeah i mean it doesn't yeah or maybe he had cancer i don't know we didn't cover that it's just i mean sad and unfortunate he is a black man in liberty city and the life expectancy of such a man is not i'm like not a lot of 60 year olds walking around there you know he's a young black man And he's making money in the only way that he has the opportunity to do such a thing. And it's a very dangerous line of work, which doesn't mean that that's how he died. But we don't know how he died. It was alluded. Okay, I. Okay. He said instead of speaking it, he allowed Juan's absence to be felt in their expressions and silence. And then later it is mentioned of his funeral because the yes. mom mentions it. Yes. Because that was the last and, time oh, she saw oh, Tristan yeah. about that. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. Why did he have a funeral if he's not dead? <laughs> no, that wasn't my question. I didn't know whose funeral she was talking about, but she was talking about Teresa. Like, is Teresa her sister or or anything involved with her? No, Teresa is, no, is the woman who is the real mother okay. to her son. And she has all of those issues of, like, this other woman is more of a mom than I am because I'm right. an addict and all of her, you know, mental issues and ego and mental health issues regarded to that. So she you know, doesn't like Teresa because she, she's jealous of her. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you could just be jealous of Teresa. Okay. So, um, wow. Okay. I can't watch it again. I you watched it two it times and you never noticed it. That's fine. Okay. Um This is this is why like it should not come as a surprise that I can't count. <laughs> so it's the morning. He goes home. Mama's high and mama's real high. And she needs some money. And he's saying, where am I supposed to get money? I thought she was going to say something really ugly there. Um, Finally, mom is digging in his pockets and pulls out money. Yay. Because she knows Uh that Teresa always gives him money. Right. Then he's at school. After school, he's... Wow. Um, It's almost an hour here. Uh, He's going to go back to Teresa's house. The dude from class is there, and the dude is talking about his mama and Teresa in a very ugly way. I noticed that he was wearing his backpack backwards on his chest, and I felt like that was kind of a shield for him to shield himself Ooh. against ah, yes. all of the nastiness he's living with. And it was like the like giving himself a hug, like the the uh, was it Temple Reardon the. Yes. I mean, the same reason, like the same concept behind weighted blankets. Right. Or the weighted, the, um, the, the x-ray thing that they put on you in the dentist. Yeah. I just asked him to leave it on me the entire time. Don't That's take how it I off. got into weighted blankets because mm-hmm. I was, I was like, I love this. Oh. Okay. So, um, we are to our POC count. I believe it's the POED count, people of European descent count. I have zero. I don't remember any. There are white patrons in the diner, but I don't remember any white people having. With a line. 
a line of dialogue mm-hmm. or any sort of character. Okay. And uh, yeah, that is one of my tasty nuggets. Uh, nerd alerts. I actually have a good one, I think. Go for it. Yes. <clears throat> it's about Chiron's name. Oh, yes. Chiron? <laughs> um, I read this article about it. And so Chiron is the name of an Im- the immortal centaur from Greek mythology, who's the son of the Titan Cronus and half-brother to Zeus, Poseidon, Hades, and a bunch of other of those types. Um, (laughs) But since he was a centaur, he was an outsider in both worlds that he lived in, and he was abandoned by his mother because of his appearance. Um, But he was still the son of a god so he was like not fully accepted by the centaur world um and he was like gentler and less wild than them and then um so like obviously that's kind of like chiron the character but then also he was centaur chiron was fostered by the gods apollo and artemis who taught him how to like play music what did they say? Um, they taught him how to be like play music and a couple of other things, but like just like he went and with Teresa and Juan and they taught him like life skills and things like that. Um, but yeah, there's a there's an article on vulture.com that's really good. I actually read that. Oh, you nice. did? You read that same thing? Oh my god. <laughs> and he and they said he was a character without peers. Yes. He didn't have any f- real friends. Erin, your, your nerd alerts? That was excellent. So Christine. September 2016, we did this not too long ago for 13th, but 2016 Eurovision Song Contest was won by the Ukrainian singer-songwriter Jamala for her song 1944. Uh, remember Hanarabi was killed in Cincinnati Zoo. Harambe? Harambe, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The the theme of this episode continues. We on a roll today. Uh, 49 were killed, 53 were wounded at the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando. Pokemon Go was a big thing. The Nice truck attack, 86 people were killed, 400 injured during Bastille Day celebrations. The final VHS cassette recorder was produced in Japan. The Summer wow. Olympics were in Rio de Janeiro. And uh, huh. a little Broadway show called Hamilton was recorded. It was. And indeed. that's all that happened in 2016. We are not paying any attention to November uh, uh, forward. So the Barry Jenkins wanted to avoid the documentary style look for the film. So the film was shot on CinemaScope on an Ari Alexa digital camera. And that camera was chosen because it rendered the best skin tone. And ah. colorist Alex Bickle, they would he increased contrast and saturation while preserving color and detail. And this is a triptych. The story is told in triptych, which is three parts. Mm-hmm. So it has little Chiron and black 
is the three parts. And each of the three different uh, triptychs was the color scheme was meant to imitate different film stock. So the first chapter is meant to uh, replicate uh, Fiji, Fuji. Damn, wow, now it's in oh, my Fuji, mind. F-U- Fuji, a Fuji film stock because that was that was chosen because of the film, the skin tones. And the second was a AGFA Agfa, which is like a European, um, I think it's now defunct, but it was a European film stock. And that was chosen because of its greenish blue. Is it cyan? Cayenne? C-Y-A-N, when it's greenish blue. So the middle one, you'll get that. And then the third one was for a Kodak film stock. That's fascinating. Mm -hmm. And like, I I mean, I love the way that this was shot. And so I thought that was really interesting. So yeah, big shout out, shout out to Alex Bickle, the colorist. Okay. Yes. So this was um, Barry Jenkins and Terrell... McCraney, the playwright, they both grew up in Miami. And I think they both, I, I know Barry Jenkins grew up in Liberty Square. And that was where part of this was shot. So Liberty Square, Miami is AKA Pork and Beans. It's 753 unit Miami Dade public housing apartment complex. And it's in Liberty City. It was constructed as part of Franklin D. Roosevelt's New Deal by the Public Works Administration. So it was in open. The 40s? It was open in 1937. Oh my! And it was God. the first public housing projects for blacks in the Southern United States. So, like, think about that. That's 1937, and slaves right. were emancipated in 1865. Right. So from 1865 to 1937, there were no public housing projects for blacks to live. This right. was the fir- in the South. This was the first one, 1937. Because right. they were still supposed to be on the plantation. Well, yeah, you're free. Oh, we freed you. Now go off and, and do whatever. Yeah. Figure out where to live. Yeah. See yeah. how that works for you. So here's something that is very interesting. Because... Um, it's funny how like the universe would just throws you all these different things. But so in the year by the year 2067, most of Miami is expected to be underwater. Underwater. It is my a lot of cities actually, but um particularly with Miami, you have the Atlantic Ocean and then on the other side of it, it's the low-lying Everglades. So it doesn't matter how tall of a seawall that they build the water will seep underneath it and come up from the everglades you know what i mean you're saying a wall is not going to keep out what you don't want kept out yeah in this case so the atlantic coastal range is miami's only slab of high ground and you think about miami so white people wanted the ocean views and 
as you know Miami kind of built up and stuff because there was like around downtown Miami there was a place I think it was called Overtown it was something with an O and that was the black section of town and as you know money and people came in they wanted all of the coastal waterfront views so they that pushed black people further outside and 1937 you know the public housing and stuff well guess where the public housing happens to be yeah on the coast no it's on, on the high point the high on ground the high point. Oh. little haiti and liberty city are located on the ridge which is the high ground for miami oh, so now well it is well, great except, except in theory yeah now that everybody is um very concerned because they're google this guys <laughs> uh there's a ticking time bomb going on in antarctica with the thwaites glacier right. it's in west yeah. antarctica and it's it's a real bad situation because Western Antarctica, most of the land underneath it is below sea level. So it's land, water, then the glacial ice stuff. So it's melting super fast because it doesn't have any land underneath it. And when that chunk of glacier goes, it's going to... Um, the All of the seawater is going to go up six feet. So that easily puts... Miami underwater, uh, portions of Manhattan as well. It's not a great situation. And Manhattan's so going underwater. Um, yeah, like this thing goes also like I this just, is, I'm sorry. I just Googled it and the Thwaites glacier only has 3.4 stars on Google reviews. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, cause it's melty. It, it's, I, I keep putting my, my flag and it just keeps going out to sea. It's... But um, Timothy Edwards said everybody should check it out. <laughs> oh, thanks, Tim. And Adam Brown says, initially it left me cold, but I quickly warmed to it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm to... thinking of all those nasty creatures that are down there that are going to come farther. Uh-oh, Evan Dillo went four months ago, and he said it was super crowded on the weekends and the bathroom was out of toilet paper. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's all, like, the, the yucks, that's yucks all you and can stuff. Do. Well, but, um, so, other than vote out the idiots who are not yeah, accepting global warming. But it's already an issue in Liberty City because since this is the high ground, now you have developers coming in. And because that was once an area where prices were low, it's just like we learned in Boys in the Hood. People come in and now it's pricey and now developers want to develop there because that's what's going to be the coast property that's soon gonna be, that's and gonna be beachfront property you have a, a whole community who's just being priced out and taken away when they were given this high land this high ground so first americans, I'm sorry. first americans are doing the i have a connection <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, you took the blankets didn't you, you got me uh the google reviews here no Wi-Fi or cell service and no color. It's all white. Too cold as well. Everyone is really short and they wear tuxedos and they're all rude. No one would give me directions. Would not recommend this. Oh, that's cute. Really fun, but it was a little warm. Yeah, it's yeah melting. 
okay. Well, yeah. Well, also, if you would like uh, some facts and a good read, Google the Thwaites Glacier. I wonder if they have any, because there's the other one on the eastern, Densmere, Densmore, Densmore Glacier. That's also melting at a horrifically fast rate. So, I, I guess, I mean. That one I think is also six feet, so they both go. We're up we're up twelve feet of seawater. Oh, I might be beachfront. <laughs> I think yeah. i I might be. Yeah. Oh my god, that's not a bad deal. You can finally be beachfront without having to move. It's our foundation isn't gonna be able to take it. <laughs> the sump pump can't work that hard. <laughs> I'm doing all I can. <laughs> <laughs> our sump pump's uh, Scottish. Hey. Are we finished with nerd alerts at this point? Yes. We are two reheatables, plus and minus. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I mean, okay, I have one, but that's my We're doing the LV. minus ones, right? Yes. Yeah, oh, mine's okay. also my LVP. We probably have the same LVP, all of us, but. Yes. Ah, uh, I guarantee you that I have a different LVP. Okay. I'm of zagging. Uh, I have pain and loneliness. Oh, God. My God, could that? Could he be more alone? Yeah. Uh, I have peer pressure. Peer pressure and and anti gay stuff. And when he's when he is at uh, Teresa's house, when Juan isn't there anymore, I just thought he was on a business trip. So I'm going to continue to think of it. He was shoveling food in his mouth. And I think Teresa would have taught him by then how to properly hold a fork and put food in his mouth. Okay. Those are my negatives that I thought to write down. I didn't write any negatives down, but I agree. Off the dome? Oh, you just agree. Yeah, no. I mean, all of yours are the same. My big negative is my LVP, so I'll save it. Me too. Me too. Okay. I I would say that my bad reheatable, I have a couple. Um, like, just toxic masculinity, because yeah. from the, I mentioned it earlier, from the very first time that you see Mahershala Ali Wan and Chiron, I was just instantly on guard. Because this is an adult man, and he's a little boy, and he's asking him, do you want to get something to eat? He's just like, there's a way where you watch this, and you're just like, Juan is a child predator. Oh, my gosh. And Mm -hmm. how sad that is that that's what you have to think. And really, if if, like, Chiron shouldn't have gone with him to eat, like, like, all of that, but... That it's just because of of just that toxic masculinity that here is Juan being just nice, just a nice man, a nice gentle man showing him compassion and caring and being nurturing. And all of a sudden it's like he's a pedophile. And that's that's real fucked up that that's what you think in society. The the last things you expect from a um, I don't know that he's a kingpin, but. He's higher up in the drug trade. So you you think of him as just a hardened dude. And here he is mm-hmm. being compassionate with this little guy who yeah. he sees needs some help. 
I mean, it's it's not soft. That's just being a human being, and how like in that community and in society and stuff that it's like, oh, that's soft, and like that's a problem. So yes, yes. Um, okay. At the in the diner, I could be wrong on this because this was off the dome. I thought about it last night. Hold on a second. I guess Black was a horrible student because I believe when he sits down in the booth, his back is to the door. Also, when he sat down at the counter, his back was to the door. Oh. But at the diner, he hadn't learned that yet. No, when he was went to go when visit adult. adult Kevin. Oh. You know, when we watched that scene where he was teaching him that, Adam was like, yep, that's what my dad taught me. Always. Yes, he did. Yeah. And you, you'll notice it when we go out to, well... When well, we my used mom, to be and my mom did the same out. thing. She won't. She has to sit with her, like watching the door. Yeah, like if remember, like you'll see it when you go into places. But I'm like, places. if you said like, when I would be with my mom, I'm like, well, if you're sitting the watching the door, what am I? Well, now I got my back to the door. Right, right. You just have yeah. to. Yeah, Happy does not let that. Even if it's a booth versus a chair, he'll, he'll he sit a, in the booth. He has a patented move too. There's been so many times where I put my hand on a chair. He's like, just shakes his head. <laughs> and I have to go find another seat. Yeah. yeah. And it Sometimes happens to me a lot, which I. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm just, I'm like, no, this is, I don't, I don't even know why. It's just been bred into me that this is the right seat. And he's like, mm-hmm. nah, move it. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. No, you're wrong on that one. Um. Also, okay, the fact that this was never really brought up anywhere, except kind of the mom alluded to it, but really this should have been in this boy's life from the very get go. Therapy. Yes. <laughs> this kid just he just needs to be in therapy. How do his counselors at therapy. school not see that he needs therapy? Because they have five hundred kids that are just like him. So And he's quiet and he doesn't misbehave. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so he just just crying out like like they like no. just get in therapy, man. You need a professional. Talk to somebody. And and you don't have to take the very first one. Shop around. Yes. Like Smokey Robinson said that his mother told him, you better, better shop, shop around. around. Well, thank goodness Poppy didn't take that advice. Okay, we're to positive reheatables. Mm-hmm. I have kindness and the mentorship of Mahershala and Janelle, Mm -hmm. I have, I wrote down apology because as big of a person in the community as uh, Juan was, he was able to apologize to the little, little guy when he knows that he did wrong. Mm -hmm. And I just wrote down Janelle Monae because come on. Yeah. Positive. Those are my reheatables. Christine? I had the CD holder from the... Um, the On the visor. On the visor. Yep. You mean those aren't still in fashion? Ma still has hers. Oh. No, Poppy still has his. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> um, so loaded down that the sun visor falls down oh, on yeah. its own because it's too heavy. The Cadillac. Uh, you yes. know I like the, those catty men. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I wrote down the ocean scene is like Adam with me every time we're in the ocean. I thought yes. that too. <laughs> I did think that. I was like, that's teeny. 
And then the bubble bath ingenuity. I just love that he like went for it for his bubble bath. Like he, he sure was gonna did. take a bubble bath regardless. And I loved that. Well, okay. Mine was um the stereotypes being like twisted on their like always playing with them, how you know, Juan, he's the uh drug dealer and but he you know kind and gentle and then i said earlier the mom she shows up and it's like oh she has a job you know how dare i assume that she's just on drugs and then boom less than five minutes later it's like nope psych got you um the oh when he was dancing i loved it that scene when he was dancing i was just watching him and the it, how waters was always like water played a big role in the movie it was always mm-hmm. like a source of comfort uh, comfort he was, i didn't think of that like the, the, bathtub, bay, ba- the, the bathtub the ocean and at the end when he's an adult and he puts his he does the Paste paul newman the ice water yep. oh. so those were my good reheatables oh that was excellent mm-hmm. quotables we've done a couple i forgot I have one where he's talking to Kevin. Is he? Yes. Uh, when he's an adult and he's talking to Kevin. Wait. Or he's sitting with Kevin. Is that when they're teenagers? Um, and he says, I cry so much. Sometimes I feel like I'm going to turn into droplets. And mm-hmm. Kevin says, and then just roll out into the ocean. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I'm like, I cry a lot and I haven't. So you're you're not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I rolled out into the ocean watching this. <laughs> Just, <laughs> okay, teeny, tasty, I mean, quotables? Quotables. Um, right in the beginning when we still thought pretty good of his mom. Not that we felt bad, but at the beginning where he comes home and he gets in trouble for not coming home and he tries to turn on the tv and she said tv privileges are revoked find something for you to read yes i like that too um and then we already talked about that one and you know whenever i write my quotables down i'm like i'm definitely gonna remember who said that i don't know yes but um at some point you gotta decide for yourself who you're gonna be can't nobody make that decision but you that was juan that was juan okay great and then I think this is said a couple of times, but your ass eat, your ass speak. That oh, that was when he went to the diner with to visit. Yes. Yeah. With the yeah, Kevin. and it was it was like when he went to um, Janelle and Juan's. It was Teresa and Juan's. Uh, if you're gonna eat, you're gonna speak. Oh, did you just say that? If you're gonna eat, you're gonna speak. If you will, I said if you're ass eat, you're ass speak. But yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. Good. I think they said it like three times. Like right, if you're gonna eat, you're gonna you gotta talk. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. So good. Okay. LVP teeny. <laughs> My LVP is um, toxic masculinity. Oh, that's a good one. It is. My um, L- and oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Um, and I was reading, and they were. Uh, I think it was. Oh. Barry Jenkins. Um, he was talking about like when they had the fight at school, mm-hmm. um, and that was like the epitome of like the ill effects of masculinity. Mm-hmm. Where like 
power, and he said when we're power and domination and vanquishing things that are perceived as weak, where it can just be corrosive. Um, and then an op they had like the schoolyard fight. It was shot in a circular motion. And he said it was, again, it was about very fluidly bringing the audience into this place where masculinity has, has become toxic. The world has literally drilled us down into this standoff. Yes. And that was my LVP. Yes. Because originally I had just written the fight. When I saw it, like that scene was so hard to watch. It was. Yeah, but it's so great the scene where he comes in the school and he just oh, picks up the chair it. and just goes yeah. whack. Oh, yeah. Him. That was great. But then he has to go to jail for that and okay. Yeah, but okay. he he's not getting like that was when he became that's black. The main point. Yeah. 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 Which and then that but that's toxic masculinity, so Yeah. Yeah. But evidently he was able to hold his own in prison too. I mean well, he had to. He had to rebuild himself right. and right. Right. cut off a part of him though, which is that's tragic. Well, my LVP was crack. Oh. Because because as we've learned before in previous things, crack took away a whole generation of of support, father yeah, figures. Support system. Yeah. And um and then the mothers got hooked on crack. The mothers who were she had a job. She had a um, a, a somewhat of a profession. If she was in scrubs, she was, I assumed, working at a nursing home, but still a, a, a decent job. And then, you know, that crack comes calling again. I felt like it had been yeah, something it in her, her life. Yeah, it was her first rodeo, but it's just that trauma right. of from getting passed down from generation to generation. Exactly, exactly. I mean, Really, my MVP should just be slavery because that's what LVP, all this maybe is. LVP, maybe LVP, because you said M. Oh, yeah, oh, my, MVP. It's not my MVP. My oh. LVP, sorry. But it's not my... Oh, It's my honorable mention LVP because as just like every episode of Black AF is called Because of Slavery. Because it should of just slavery. Automatically. And it's true. It is. It really is. I know people like you roll your eyes, but Google it. It is. It's true. It, there are receipts. It's, it's not a conspiracy theory. It really is true. Okay. But my zigzag LVP is black as a drug dealer because... We saw his moves as a child. We see his physique now. Why isn't he with Magic Mike? <laughs> That's very true. He could be making so much money, legit on the up and up, just dancing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially true. in Miami. In Miami, yeah. Well, I guess he moved to Georgia, but he did. He moved to Atlanta, but this is around the time I believe when there, there was Magic very Mike was big popping. Clubs in Atlanta. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's good. And, and, so, because the truest drug dealers bringing crack in, or white people bringing crack in for the black people to sell it to the black people. But I love that they made him a drug dealer in the end, instead of a happy ending where, like, he had turned, it was a teacher or, you know, yeah. like. Well, he was, was, he became gone. Yeah. Yeah. 
He totally became he, one. Yeah, he totally did. Down also, to the crown on his dashboard. Also, when he had his fronts in, it made me think I have missed a whole opportunity. I could have bedazzled you my MVP. When he took him out, I thought of Aaron and her invisible. Like, that's what I gotta do. I should have just like glued some some bling onto these bad boys. Oh, I could rivet them on there. <laughs> well, I was listening to I think it was an interview with the I think the last Chiron. Yes. Travante Rose. He looks like 50 Cent. I'm sorry. He yeah, does. he does. Um, but he was saying, like, he was talking about how relatable all of the characters were. And he was like, I just feel like I know so many people. Like, like I grew up knowing so many people like that, that, like, were drug dealers or, like, got put away for things. But, like, they were still good people in the end. Exactly. And it wasn't, it was just, like, they were still a good person, but this is... Well, just something they did. There's a pretty decent Netflix docu-series on called The Business of Drugs. And, you know, it's very easy to vilify and label these people as criminals. But if right. you need to feed your family and you there are only so many options that you have, it's, right. you know, you're going to do it. And, and I've come across in my life a, a bunch of people who in the past, you know, you find that out and you're just like, oh, wow, that's surprising. But it's a lot of it has to do with circumstances and right, where they exactly. were in their life. And if you were in the presented in the same circumstances, it's real easy for someone to say, I would never. But it's it's economics and slavery. But but they brought it out, too. When, I mean, they brought it out when she said, yeah, I can buy my crack from anybody, but I'm buying it from you. And you're looking at me like you think you can do a better job raising my kid, yet you're the one selling me the crack. Mm -hmm. um, okay, I had another thought, but I forgot it. Okay, I did not recast. But wait, do we, we didn't do MVP, did we? <gasps> no, we didn't. I'm sorry. Well, who's your MVP? My MVP, okay. Runner-up is just the movie because it's just so... Okay. It's but a really my, good movie. My MVP was Trevante Rhodes, mm -hmm. the adult Sharon. 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 Because when he gets that telephone call from Kevin, here he is with his gold teeth in and his Cadillac and his crown and his buff body as soon as he hears that voice, he goes back to little Sharon, who fell in love with Kevin. And, you know, you see it. Tasty Nugget alert. They never met each other. The three yeah. actors who played. Right. Them. And because I thought for sure that that he when I especially that scene you're talking about, Ma. I thought for sure that he had seen it and that that's how he knew to like mimic yeah, it. Yeah, that's so crazy. I was just like, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And then when they when they meet again and uh, like Kevin shows the, the picture of his little boy, how then he is devastated again. Calls I mean, me yeah. Oh, wow. That was amazing acting to me. I do have a bit of a nitpick because... I love Andre Holland, the actor. I think he's fantastic. Which but one was he? he was adult Kevin. 
Okay, yes, yes. But I think it was... I... The thing that threw me for a loop the first time and second time that I watched it was I didn't... I couldn't figure out how much time had passed because to right. me, Andre Holland is... I mean, he looks fantastic, but I just know that he is not in his 20s. Yeah, so he was way older than yeah, adult Chevron. But... Chiron. But they I'm were sorry. supposed to be the same age. So I was thinking like, oh man, is, is like, you know, because black don't crack. So adult, like black, like Travante Rhodes could be 50 for all I know. Um, I thought they were, I thought they were much older than 20s. Yeah, but yeah, I don't they think. they said 10 years have passed. They should have oh, said 20 like, years have passed. But it, yeah. it was 26. So he, like Chiron was like 26 and that oh, was just I thought the, they were like much older. And yeah. that's that's sort of my shirt. that's sort of my nitpick. The whole reason that we think that is because of Andre Holland, because he's okay. not uh, twenty six. But he had the same eyes. Yeah, but they it, that's did a just really a good job with that cast. Yeah, of the three oh, of them. And I would much rather have him in it than they got somebody to be right. that's a like younger, younger. Right. because because he played the part so well that I was just like that's just one of those interesting casting things to sort of, you know, sometimes you're gonna go with somebody who's slightly older because they get the je ne sais quoi of the scene, mm-hmm. the juge, the juge, the juge. Okay, Teeny, MVP? My MVP was Alex Hibbert. Uh, played little Sharon. I just loved him so much. I did too. Um, And so a couple, I listened to like a couple interviews with him and he's so cute. Um, But he like just ended up in the movie because he, uh, like his drama teacher told the whole class like, hey, all the boys in this class, you guys all need to go audition for this movie. And it was his first professional audition. Um, And he said, I didn't know it was going to be that big. So I went, did what I had to do, and I got two more callbacks, and then I got it. And um, little Kevin was also from the same class. And they had both of them had only been acting for, I think, two weeks or two months or something. Oh, my God. (laughs) They were just new. Uh, and I do, I don't know. I just loved him. Like listening to him as a person too. He said he knew, um, Janelle Monet from Sesame street. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Um, but I also listened. So they were talking about like, cause he was just like, so, I mean, he's also, he's in, um, shy too. Mm-hmm. He's a shy and he's so good in that. And he was talking about like, at first he didn't know how to express himself um other than through words and barry told him to just feel it and he said then all of a sudden his face just started going what was going on yeah and it sure did yeah but i just thought like, like he wasn't he didn't he wasn't like a child actor trying to make it or like exactly. doing commercials or anything he was just like my drama teacher told me to do this and i kind of did it for my mom and here oh. we are but then he was talking about he had to go back to school afterwards and <laughs> He was like, oh, nobody else is really that jealous of me. They're just like upset we can't hang out more. And uh, but it was just funny. He was like talking about, yeah, I just gotta go back to school after this and finish Aww. up the year. Wow, because he was so amazing. I mean, oh god, he was so good. Yeah, because you- kids usually just wanna—they have verbal diarrhea. So 
to to just pent that all up. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Have you watched the documentary on HBO Showbiz Kids? Mm-mm. It's no. pretty good. It's got it's got like big names in it. It's it it really you're like oh because I always think that when you see kids acting mm-hmm. in things of so it kind of goes into that. So I do wish the best for young Mister Hibbert. Yeah. Um. My MVP. So the first time I saw this film, there's a scene. And I think about it every time. I think about this movie a lot because it's already been mentioned. But it is basically little taught me how to take awesome baths. <laughs> because to this to this day, when it's the especially the winter time, it yeah, you never, do that. It had never occurred to me to put a pot on the stove and warm it. That's true. Yeah. That's and true. he did it and I would I remember like I cried so hard at that scene because here he was this kid and he was he was putting um you know water on the stove to heat it and I was scared too like oh he was going to burn himself and then he he puts the water in and and then he did the dish soap and I was like oh my gosh your skin is going to be so dry yes yes oh. um but then how he just puts it in and he just has that the bath time for himself. Yeah. And I the I, suds on his head. I mean you can you can do uh we can't uh I didn't keep track of the data, but there is a substantial bef- there's a definite before and after of my baths before this movie and after it. <laughs> Increased Excellent. it more. Because here's this kid, he has nothing. But the one thing he does have is he can warm water and make himself a bath. And mm-hmm. he can just chill out. And yes. if, and he, ha- and like, look at my life and just the abundance that I have compared to that. And, and right. he taught me of like, hey, you know, warm up some, it's wintertime. Those pipes aren't getting hot enough. Put up some warm water, put on the stove, pour it in there. And then, like, you know, I'm I am very lucky and privileged that I don't have to put Dawn dish detergent as my bubbles. I used to do that. Oh, my skin would. My yeah, skin, your skin oh. would be really in a bad shape. Um, but but that I can do, you know, some Dr. Teal's and stuff and just chilling out. And I remember like just sobbing the first time I saw it because mm. just the, the power of baths and self therapy. And it's just right. You knew enough to do that. If only like, you were just with a therapist and like, you know, but it was finally where he could be him. He yeah. could be him. And, and it was just this little boy taught me oh, like, yeah, just put some water on the stove and heat it. <laughs> hmm genius then i was afraid the dishcloth would catch fire you know when he re- it was just a big aha moment for me so now every time i do it i always think of little and the scene in moonlight well, i hope you get a little tear in your eye when you do i do i do i always find a little like warm spot in my heart exactly oh my god how can you not have a warm spot in your heart for him and the one time in the movie i saw him smile and right after that his mother came in and just burst every bubble there was 
Okay, those were those were your MVPs mm -hmm. and recasting. I, I didn't recast. Oh, really? I have one cast. Go ahead. I'm the only one. Christine, no cast. Oh, yeah. No. You know she's not recast. <laughs> All right. So, here is my recast. It is a what do we call the gender Hamilton? Gender Hamilton? Oh, gender swap. I, I gender swapped it. So, for the mom, I have Ruth Nega. She's so good. I I can I kept it as the mom. Oh my god, she could totally father, but, yeah. Um, yeah. For Teresa, I have Jesse Williams. Mm. Mm. For Juan, I have Lupita Nyong'o. Oh. For Terrell, who is the bully, I have oh. Marseille Martin. Oh my God! Yes, so she's a nobody can do it like she did. Yeah. Oh my God! Uh, she would be really good at being just tormenting. For Kevin, I just cast one of each. But um, yeah. for Kevin, I cast Zendaya. Or Zendaya. I'm so sorry. I thought it was Daya. I thought it was Zendaya. Zendaya. We we um we're sorry if we messed up your name, but who's haven't we messed up on this podcast? We yeah, yeah that's right on brand for us. We're At just... this point, I was so. I'm I'm look. I learned how to read when I was eight, and I my grasp of phonics is still real shaky. Real, real shaky. So for my shy Roan, I cast, I don't know if you know who she is, but her name is Lovey Simone. She was in, she's in a uh, Oprah show called Greenleaf, but I know her from a movie that she did with Teenage Kevin called Sela and the Spades, and it's on Amazon. And so she is my shy Roan. What's your name again? Lovey Simone. L-O-V-E-Y? L-O-V-I-E. L-O-V-I-E. S-I-M-O-N-E. So okay. it could be Simon. I Lovey Simone. Mm -hmm. Okay, I just felt, you know, we recast to give unknown people more of a, or give people of color more of a, uh, a range but um that was good to put um to switch the genders i thought so i thought so as well because it's black women yes not quite the same connotation as black men who are gay i mean wow that's that's a yeah issue. but it's well, it's, it's just it's black women though like period end of sentence yeah like, i mean honestly Okay, um, we are two tasty nuggets, and um, I already told you Mahershala Ali was really teaching Alex Hibbert how to swim, and Tini told you all about the Greek myth, which was just perfect. Um, this was the first LGBT film and the first all-black cast film to win an Oscar. Oh, wow. Yes, and it defeated Manchester by the Sea, Lion, Hidden Figures, Hell or High Water, Hacksaw Ridge, Fences, Arrival. And remember, because that is the La -la famous 
uh, yeah. Oscar ceremony, La La Land. Such a mix. So unfair to not. And, and of course, it was the black film. Oh, yeah. That it happened to. And wasn't it Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway? It was. And Warren Beatty was doing the same thing with his eyebrows that you did <laughs> when your reed broke for your oboe solo. Yeah, it was like he knew it was wrong, just but he couldn't figure out how to fix it. He he's just and, like I don't know Morris code, but I'm gonna try it with my eyebrows. We have a problem, and and Faye Dunaway is just going, "Why are you being so weird? Just read the fucking name." <laughs> and he's going, "It's the wrong fucking name." And then La La Land had its big moment, and Jimmy Kimmel had to come out and go, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! Actually, it's Moonlight." That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I liked I liked La La Land a lot. Did oh, wait? Did Ryan Gosling win an Oscar for La La Land? Mm, I did not love La La. Um, I don't know. Mahershala Ali won Best Supporting Actor for this, and Naomi Harris was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. I know that Emily Stone won for La La Land. Wait. Emma Stone. Uh, Emma Stone. Emma Stone was best actress. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You need to name this one. Pronunciation. I don't know no names. I don't I know mean... no names. <laughs> I wonder if he won. I'm going down a rabbit hole. All right. Well, I don't have any more tasty nuggets. My only other one. Well, I forgot to, so when you're talking about, like, them not knowing each other or not, or, like, all the Chirones not working with each other or meeting each other, they mm -hmm. were interviewing all three. I saw an interview where all three of them, and they were, like, also shocked at how much, you know, they, like, were able to capture the facial expressions and everything, yeah. and Alex Hibbard, they were like, oh, yeah, it's, like, really cool that you, like, can look at these guys like you can like basically look and see what you're gonna look like and he was like yeah i'm gonna get buff <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but my only other tasty nugget i think is that um naomi harris filmed all of her parts in just three days and she originally didn't want to play the role because she like only likes to play like strong women and she was yeah. like, I always said I would draw the line at crack addict. And, but they ended up like talking her, like Barry Jenkins convinced her to do it. And so then she talked about like, you know, just because they're drug addicts, they're still like a person inside of there. And, um, but Ooh. I thought I was, I couldn't believe she did it all in three days. Yeah. And she, without rehearsal, I, you probably said that. Not in sequence as well. And, um, she, yeah, because she was very adamant that she didn't want to play that stereotype. But both Barry Jenkins and Terrell McCraney, um, they they were like, "But that's my mom. Like, this is my yeah, mom. This is the This is or this is like the real life. Yeah, yeah like, we didn't make this up. This is how my mom was, and this is what you're playing. And so then she was like, "Oh, okay." I'm still down my rabbit hole. Oh, because there is not a best actor. Um, for uh, <laughs> you have to Google 2007 Oscars 2017 Best Actor. I I am, but mine was 3017. Uh, oy 
Oh, Casey Affleck for Manchester, Manchester by, by the, the sea. sea. That's right. But I, I understand that it would become difficult because which, which um, Sharon would you nominate? Also, um, I didn't notice it until I was doing my homework yesterday, but the poster is all three of them, which mimics the triptych style. I always it's it's because they were each excellent in their own yeah yeah it's three of all three of their faces that make the one face and I was I just noticed I was like oh that is super cool but when I thought it was Fifty Cent I thought damn give that boy an Oscar if he could do that I'm sorry well I brought it up here and I told everyone all of our all of our twenty two listeners yeah from Crystal. That, you, yeah, you called I him a was, boy, though. Like I did call him a boy, and that was wrong. A man. You only did it because that man he's so a, young to you. Um, but the dude who did it did so good with the each one of them with those silences, but being able to through through osmosis let you know how much they were in pain each time. Ah, well, thank you for. Christine for an eight tissue movie this week. I guess. Oh, you know what? I discover what her new movie is gonna be. Next week, we're her next pick is gonna be Manchester by the Sea. <laughs> I've never seen it, so that would be fitting. <laughs> it would be on brand. <laughs> it would be on brand. There would be crying. <sighs> but okay. So Erin, what is next week's? Well, next week we might attempt to do something uh, different out and of our special. Wheel box. Out of our wheel box. We might be recording a live podcast, so we'll see how that goes. But I... Fingers crossed we will all be together a week from now. I think that it is the quintessential summer movie and the quintessential beach movie. Jaws. Jaws. Exactly, 1975. I was hoping you were going to do that one. Yep. Oh, I think everybody will be on board. We might even have an appearance by Poppy in the podcast. I thought that. Was, I thought it, I, I. I was like, "What are we gonna? What am I gonna pick? What am I gonna pick?" And I always like oh, very so early good. put it out to the to the universe, and I'm just like, "Universe, go!" Oh, it's such because we always watch Shark Week when we are at the beach. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be watching the Olympics. Yeah. Well, there's that. So. Okay, Jaws. Yes. It's going to be a lot of. It's. It's. It. It might be a little difficult to hear because we're all going to be, you know, our our six feet distance, <laughs> yelling in the room. I. I really feel like our our hardcore listeners, all five of you, will stick with us through that. All right. I think they would enjoy us all being together in the room where it happens. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh Um, And so... Oh, and it's on... It is streaming on one of the major streaming platforms. I don't know if it's Amazon or Netflix, but I did see it yesterday. And I was like, oh... It's a perfect time for it. And I heard they're making a remake. 
I mean, probably. Nothing is... Hollywood doesn't do anything original anymore. No, exactly. But I thought I looked up if they... And I thought they were doing a remake of it. Just a just a point out there, a thought. <laughs> point out there, a thought. Maybe we'll be better with names. I doubt it, because I'm horrible uh, Oh, names. my God. We butchered names. But may I share? I'm kind of happy that... I don't think Christine butchered any names. But I am glad that you and I were equal opportunity offenders this week and anyone who listens and is offended by us butchering your name we totally apologize and thank you for listening and i mean you heard her so you know i come by it honestly so zendaya if you're out there (laughs) see i know exactly i'm sure she listens i know like zendaya because i remember she said it's you said exactly how it looks don't make it hard. And I'm like, day. Oh, that's like Sir Sharonin. No, that's not like Sir Sharonin. That looks like, ah, to me. <laughs> yeah, that's just a shit show. Ah, there's an O? What sounds like Sir Sharonin? Thank you for Sir And wait, there was another one that was really hard for me. I'm not going to go into it now because you don't care. <laughs> So we're hoping next week to be together for Jaws. And if not, then the next week we will be together for Jaws. Or, well, it might be the next week. Well, there's that too. So, so stay if tuned. you haven't heard us, be sure to check out episode 117 and 47. Uh, no, oh, it's, Gone with the Bushes. It's episode 211 through episode 216. Yeah, there is no 111. There is no 47. And there's also no 47 as well. (laughs) Because, you know, dyslexia doesn't just hit phonics. It also hits numbers really hard. Yeah. You know? Hey. And, like, sometimes I'm naming these things after a couple of drinks. What do you want from me? True that. So we hope that you drink with us and just enjoy it as much as we do. Yeah. I mean, there's a, like, come on. You're not going to tell me that you've listened to all our episodes. So No, exactly. And we have had a star of stage and screen join us on a podcast. So go ahead and deal with that. Big time. Big time. Big time. I'm just calling out Georgia and Karen and saying, "Hmm, do you have the same on your podcast and they they do they do (laughs) they're also yeah (laughs) uh, well i I, you know what i like the bark i like like the bark of the dog in the fight ma i like that's right that's right (laughs) well we'll see you when we see you people actually we'll hear you when we hear you i mean that's what our it's embrace that because that's just our new normal yes that's right. Ooh, embrace me. My sweet embraceable you. Is that Cole Porter? You're that asking Cole like Porter. the oldest other person is. I'm I'm almost 40. You know Christine doesn't know. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.